There is nothing wrong with it. And I would add that it is actually far more normal than Marcellus Wiley. I wonder what ever happened to that dude. Um, who, that dude. Who likes or liked. I don't know if he's still with us. I believe he is. He might be. Uh, again, he's in witness protection, if the last I heard. At least that's what Max Kellerman says. Um, he used to uh, put ketchup on his tacos, which is gross. At the end of the day, that's just gross. Like, there's no denying that. Uh, and Mike Trudell, who only likes cheese on pizza. And I know this because I have offered him cheese uh, at my home. Uh, and he will not eat cheese unless it's on pizza, which is the strangest thing ever to me. Um, but, but see, Lindsay, you are, you, that, you're just, it's way more normal. It just, we, you know, we were just, we were just as a family trying to expand your horizons. And you, you said you've expanded said horizons and you are willing to, uh, you know, continue your own set of horizons, I guess. When I just don't understand it. why anyone else cares. Yeah. By the way, I, I love like that eat. you're in stereo. Like this sounds much better. I would oh say. yeah. Yes. Lindsay yeah. in studio for the yeah. first time. How long's it been, Lindsay? Uh, two, oh, what, uh, 19 months, 20 months. There you go. Damn. Like wow. Sounding go. good. It does. It's in stereo. Like, it's like, wow, I forgot. That's how you sound. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. We're glad. But yeah, look, it, you, you wouldn't put ketchup on a taco, would you? Me? Never. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and you eat cheese despite, you know, beyond pizza, correct? Oh uh, yeah. There you in go. Moderation. That's it. I mean that's that's it. Then we're done, right? You you are you look in the pantheon of bad food takes. Those two are the gold and silver medalists. The bronze is up for debate. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't even know if you're up for the bronze to be honest with you. But I mean the fact that you you're just you're having a hot take, uh, you know, food discussion here, and and maybe there are plain cheese pizza people out there. Are there just plain cheese pizza people out there? Who are over the age of like twelve? Oh, okay. Good, good thing you put that caveat in yeah. there. You know, I, I got a DM yesterday mm-hmm. from a guy named uh, Italian Pizza Rosa, and I say that's his name. I don't think his name is really Italian Pizza is Rosa. That what his, his tweet, his Twitter handle is. It was his, um, it was his Instagram handle, oh, and he sorry. said, "Hey, since you guys were all talking about different toppings on pizzas, See? I thought I'd send you these videos." And he sent them to me, but he said to me specifically, George, I did not tag Sedano. Because he doesn't allow people to tag him on Instagram. And I'm like, wait, is that a control you can actually have yes. on Instagram? Really? Yeah. You can. yeah. I well, the guy got to me. To tag me. No, yeah. because it gets super annoying after a while. <laughs> like, they, all you're getting is tagged. But I, I, that's not true. I allow people that I follow to tag me. That's the difference. Hmm. Well, uh, at Italian Pizza Rosa, you can tag me anytime, man. I didn't know that that control existed. And even now that I know it exists, I still want people to tag me, which is no, why no. I'm an over-liker and an over-retweeter. Yeah. No, no tagging me, bro. I'm good. Yeah. If tag you want to hit me up, hit me up uh, on Twitter. You can uh, you know, find me that way. And if I see your tweet, we'll talk. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I don't – It just what happened was every, you, know, you get tagged on all these things, right? Like all of a sudden some random dude in like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, Los Feliz was tagging me on his top 10 NBA players coming into the NBA season. I'm like, <laughs> bro, no offense. I love you. Thank you for listening. But I don't need to be tagged on this list. Like, you know, like I'm good. Like that's your list. It's not mine. I'm happy that you have your own list. I don't need to be tagged on it necessarily. I, I can say to all the Charger trolls out there, you don't need to tag me on your tweets where you're either inviting me to come back to the familia or you're telling me to go screw myself because of the things that I say about the Chargers' ownership. 
I don't need to be tagged in those things. In fact, I just started using the mute button, which is a nice little, because I don't like to block people, George. I don't like to block people. I think people, they get blocked. They look at it as like some kind of badge of honor. They take a picture of it, screenshot it, then they tweet it, and they go, look, I got under his skin. He blocked. I don't block, but I am starting to learn to mute. Okay, cool. So I only that. block people if they're like, super over the top just cursing every other word's a curse word at me i only have very few rules don't be gross on twitter and just be like this disgusting vile human being if you want to have a discussion i'm more than happy to have them um if i you know if your tweet pops up in my mentions um and i see it um but if you start tweeting obscenities chances are it's not going to be filtered into my mentions so it's not going to work that way anyway. But if I do happen to see it for some reason, I'm just going to block you because I will give you one chance to like have a, a rational discussion on Twitter. And then if you're not willing and capable of doing that, I'm like, all right, bro, I'm out. Peace. I just don't have time for that in my life. Like, And by the way, this isn't an elitist thing. No one should have time for that kind of negative energy in their life yeah. is what I would say. Like, Don't be fighting with people whose minds you can't change. And don't yeah. worry about things that are out of your control. Yeah, like, those don't fight are- with me when you can't change my mind. Right. Well, but I've clearly changed yours numerous times. Well, you have because you yell at me. But that being said, um, right. I'm, I'm feeling really bad about the way you convinced me that the Raiders were resilient against the Dolphins, and now here we are two weeks later. And, and they're a the disaster. disaster now. A disaster. And, you know, let me tell you something about these national days. Yesterday was National Sausage Pizza Day. I don't know about you guys, but I went out last night with my girlfriend to grab something to eat. I looked at the menu, and I'm like, should I have salmon? Should I have chicken? Should I have a little... St-? I'm like, you know what? I just want a sausage pizza because that's all we've been talking about, and it's in my head, and that's what I ordered. I had, although, although you tell me, it actually wasn't technically a pizza. It was on the menu as a flatbread. Flatbread is a little bit more rectangular and football-shaped, and it's not round. So I don't know if a flatbread qualifies as a pizza, even though it's the exact same thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is a flatbread a pizza? I think so. Like, how is it not? It's just a different kind of It's just of a different pizza. crust or bread, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say that the barbecue chicken and the buffalo chicken is pizza, then a flatbread is a pizza. That's fair. I would agree. Laura, what say you? What is your judgment on this? I love flatbread pizza because you can eat it without a lot of remorse, you know, especially when you're on a diet. So. <laughs> That's true. Less yeah, carbs. Exactly. Right. Excellent point. Mm-hmm. I ate yeah. the whole damn thing and I thought to myself, okay, smart guy. So you got a flatbread for $14 when you could have had the pizza for $16. What did you save two bucks or what did you really save here? 10 pounds. I don't know. But there was no, still- I don't know about 10 pounds, okay, but well, probably a few, but a few calories. Yeah. I ate the whole damn thing myself, though. So, yes, there's probably not that many calories. It was good, though. It was really good. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I do believe that we are in a situation where the food takes uh, are welcomed here. And and I am curious: eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Are you just a cheese pizza eating person? If, if if that is the case, why are you that? Is there a specific reason? Are there some sort of allergies? Are there? Is it just that your taste buds are are dysfunctional? Uh, what what is it about toppings on pizza that doesn't uh, get you going? Um, Lindsay has uh, attempted uh, to tell. Wait, us Wait, why does it have to? Somebody needs taste buds need to be dysfunctional. I mean, I listen, that's just my hot take on the opinion oh, uh, wow. on the situation. That's hot. Or rather, that, yeah, that is, that I is like hot. how you actually caught that because I started laughing in the studio. I was like, "Ooh, subtle shade, subtle shade." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is just you know my hot take on it. Um, you know, perhaps there are some dis- there's some dysfunction in your taste buds. Uh, you clearly vehemently disagree with that. So, uh, you know, I'd love to hear if if there are allies, Lindsay. You know, I always make the the reference. I love the movie Jerry Maguire. 
um, about like when Jerry leaves the uh, the company, right? The only client he has is Rod. After going through his Rolodex, everyone stays with Bob Sugar, uh, Jay Moore, and his character. And the only person that leaves with him out of the office before uh, what's her uh, Renee Zellweger's character does is the the fish, right? He says these fish they are loyal. <laughs> so let's see if you've got some goldfish in the well, audience. Let me say one thing about cheese pizza. Cheese pizza is the benchmark. In other words, if I walk into a pizza shop and I'm about to destroy, the very first thing I order is a slice of cheese. Because if I order a slice of cheese and the cheese pizza is good, then we can start loading up the rest of it. But if the cheese pizza is bad, that's your starting point. That's your base. So a slice of cheese is a very important uh, piece of pizza when trying a new pizza place. I just want to make that very clear. It's my own personal philosophy and constitution when it comes to pizza pie um wow that's right constitution and philosophy with regards to pizza i'm that serious about it take that travis rogers okay fair enough uh so let me ask you this question okay because now that we've we've we're done talking about pizza anthony Mm -hmm. banks gaston has just tweeted me okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. says sedano i am with marcellus wiley catch up on quote black folks tacos work these type of tacos are different from Mexican-style street tacos. My wife is Hispanic, and she loves ketchup on these types of tacos. So he sends me a picture. Yeah. Uh, Laura, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you so you can see it. It's, uh, I mean, it's a taco. I think there's cheese in there. I see lettuce. I see, I, I see meat, some sort of meat. Um, I don't know what else I see in there. There's tomatoes. Um, I'm going to send this to you, Laura, so you can see. Because I feel like, Laura, since you are the uh, the resident uh, Mexican here on the show, I whoa. believe that you, of all people... And what do you, you mean, whoa? <laughs> what about me? You're not, bro. You're not, bro. No, Let's, I'm sorry. Be real. I'm not Mexican either, although I am Latino, so I feel like I've got a little bit extra spice in my food that maybe, perhaps, uh, you and Lindsay don't, and that's fine. Um, you know, again, everybody's taste buds are different. Uh, but I, no. you know, I am not the the taco expert here. Okay, so I will I will have sent it in the group chat. Laura can take a look at it. But I am curious. I told him to call in. Wow. I told him to call in because I want to hear more about this from Anthony. Okay, so wow. oh, Briones is just asking for the picture as well. I am sending it to him. We're gonna Brionis have needs to keep his energy somewhere else. Okay, well, you know he's <laughs> he's still there. You know, so we want to make sure. Now, I I think ketchups ketchups. Catch up on tacos is disgusting. All right, that's personal. But I'd love to hear from the audience at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 on the pizza thing. Are you only a cheese person and why? And the catch up on tacos thing. Can you? Is it a cultural divide? Uh, is that a real thing? So let's get to the phones in a second, but let's talk about the Dodgers for a moment, okay? Speaking about something that has divided us, okay? The Dodgers, now I'm not ready to say they're in trouble yet, Cap, okay? Well, they are in trouble. But they are certainly behind the eight ball, okay? Now, yet last night as I watched this game, it it just felt this way. It felt like one of those nights that just wasn't going to bounce in their direction. Whether it was the crazy wind, which, by the way, I know the Giants had to deal with as well, but something they're more accustomed to in the Bay Area. Right. All right? So there's that. I mean, Scherzer essentially being blown off the mound in the middle of his, you know, delivery, I have never ever seen that i mean there's been baseball games with more wind there's been baseball games with more weather have you ever seen a pitcher blown off the mound lose his balance like that never that's the first time i've seen it at least that i can recall um so mother nature really mother nature you chose this week for this to happen like when they're back here at dodger stadium 
Um, so the wind became a huge problem. The Mookie shot to Brandon Crawford. When that happened, I knew the game was over. I'm like, incredible catch. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't feel like it was bouncing their way. And Mother Nature is now playing a factor. And Kaplan, you and I had this discussion for weeks at the end of the season. Okay. Should they rest their guys? And now they find themselves in a situation where they got to trot out Walker Bueller on three days rest. And, you know, he's been mostly shaky since September 1st outside of two decent outings. One good one, one decent outing. And uh, he's never had to pitch on three days rest before. True. That's true. Um, But I still, I said all along, you, you still should go for the win. You still should go for the division. That is what Dave Roberts did. And now he finds himself in a position where, you know, he's sitting around last night and after the game, they're kind of pressing on him. The media is saying, well, who's going to pitch for you tomorrow? And he's saying, well, everything's on the table because we don't know. Now, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But bottom line is, and this is what I was worried about coming into this postseason. I was worried about the fact that Kershaw wasn't available. And I was really worried about the fact that Muncy's not available. I think that's a, a story that's a bit under the radar here. Mm-hmm. Max Muncy was your leading home run hitter. And on, on a night like last night, where you desperately needed offense, Max Muncy not being there, in my opinion, is a really big problem for this Dodgers, uh, for the Dodgers lineup. Um, as for Bueller, you know, that's the best you got, George. Whether you rested him two weeks ago or you didn't rest him two weeks ago, this is the best you got. So you got to take your shot with the guy. And I told you yesterday. What did I tell you yesterday about Alex Wood when you told me that's who was starting for the Giants? I don't remember, but I do remember saying Alex Wood is starting tonight for the Giants. And you said? I said, oh, that's terrible. Because I could just see how this plays out all of a sudden. Alex Wood comes back to Dodger Stadium and gets a win in the postseason. And that's exactly what. Well, he didn't get the win, but he pitched well enough to get Well, I mean, he pitched four and two-thirds. But listen, Max Scherzer, George, really, when you look at it, and, and if you didn't even see the game, just listen to this and tell me if you think he had a good game. Seven innings, three hits, one run, it was earned, 10 strikeouts. Phenomenal. I, incredible, right? Yeah. But it was one pitch to a guy who I mentioned to you very specifically yesterday because I was making the point that I believe we've all underestimated the Giants, and I mentioned the name Evan Longoria. And I'm not suggesting to you that I knew that Evan Longoria was going to hit a solo home run last night that was going to win By the way, before he hit that solo home run, he was one for his last 34. Understood. But the point is, is that the Giants have guys outside of just Buster Posey or Chris Bryant. Oh, bro, that guy got lucky as hell. He'd been been trashed for a month. He did. But the point is, is that a guy like that, just like a guy like Cody Bellinger, when you've got that sort of big game experience, you might come through even when the stats say you're not likely to come through. And he did get lucky last night. Because, listen, Gavin Lux last night, did you see when he hit that ball how he raised his right hand and he looked at the Dodger bench as if I just cranked one out of here? He looked like the kicker from the Cincinnati Bengals that thought he made the field goal and the ball went left and went went outside. He actually thought last night he cranked that ball and it was going to be a home run. And all the stats about exit velocity and nonsense that I don't pay attention to all say that on another night, that thing is gone. But he was celebrating before that ball even got to the warning track. Because the wind happens to just be blowing at the Correct. right time, too. Correct, so. which let is me something go to, we talked about yesterday. Let me Which go to JP. Gonna blow? Yeah, let me go to JP in La Jolla. JP. What's up, homies? Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. What do you got? What's up, guys? Hey, I'm like calling it. regarding the pizza. This is why we eat cheese pizza. You eat a cheese pizza first. 
to see how good the pizza is. Mm-hmm. And then you go in with the whatever toppings you like the next time. Right. But the first time you go in, you go sit there, go you got, you try a cheese pizza, and if it's amazing, it's a good pizza. You got that right, partner. You're exactly right. So, cheese pizza is the benchmark. You're right. Yes, <laughs> and my best sandwich is a Cuban sandwich, by the way. So it is a Cuban great. Just sandwich. to let you guys know. Yeah. I it like is a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, it is. It is great. Um, all right, JP. Let me go to Joe in Sherman Oaks. Uh, so basically, JP is saying that the cheese pizza is only a test run, but that is not just only going for cheese pizza regularly, like just That's sticking right. to cheese pizza. No, it's a test run. That's exactly right. Joe in Sherman Oaks, real quick. Joe dropped. Let me go to Derek in Pasadena. What's up, D Train? Derek. About... Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. So, first of all, the tacos with ketchup is fire. You have to put ketchup <laughs> on, on Derek on taco. Derek. Derek. Fire. Derek. Derek. You're going to tell me 100%. Yeah. I'm turning gas. it just off. Yes. Derek. Off. Derek. Okay, listen. Yeah. One of the best taco trucks in this city, okay? Is Los California Tacos on Fair Oaks, okay? Right there in Pasadena. Yes, it is. And All you right? don't put ketchup on that taco. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. What, what are we talking about. about then? We're talking about the ground beef that your mom chops up at the house. You got the yellow mission corn tortilla Mm-mm. from the supermarket. Yep. Your nope. ketchup, getting your lettuce, some sour cream, and some cheese. Hell no. My mama tomatoes was Tomatoes as well. Oh. oh, it's fire. Yeah. you <laughs> silly. You know, George, you asked, it, is there a cultural divide? what you divide? need in your life. Yeah, you ask if there's a cultural divide. Laura is sitting here saying, absolutely not. My mom There is a cultural you. divide. There yeah, is clearly there a cultural is. divide. Yes. So so, so I'm, I'm African-American. My wife is from Costa Rica. She looked at me like I was absolutely crazy the first time <laughs> uh, I did this with a taco. But now my son, he's 11. He loves it. It's the way to go. Now, oh. now. What you're talking about from that taco truck on Fair Oaks, you don't put ketchup on that. No, not at all. all right. But yeah. that By homemade way, that, taco yeah. is the way to go with ketchup. All right, all right, Derek. We're going to see what the rest of the people say. But thank you, Derek. 877-710-ESPN. That is the best taco truck I've had in the city. Los California this is controversial now. This is going to turn into a real controversy here today. Yeah. Everybody's right. going to be calling. Yeah, we got, we're late to the break. All right. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, yeah. Come on, Mariah. This is when Mariah was Mariah. (laughs) She wasn't just Mariah. She was Mariah. (laughs) Really? This is when Mariah was Mariah? Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, but you got to give a little extra. You got to be like, it ain't just Mariah. It's Mariah. Right? You know what I'm talking about. I do. Kind of. Yeah, she she was putting extra into these songs back in those days. I don't think I've heard this song since 1991, as a matter of fact. Probably. It's a great song, though. Her catalog from the 90s, pretty fire, I would say. Kind of like ketchup on a taco. Fire. 
Oh, no, no, not that. No, no. Derek and Pasadena believe so. But he he, here's the thing. We have noticed the distinction because we have talked about the cultural divide on tacos, right? And, um, you know, Anthony and Derek are saying that in African-American households that uh, – Basically, what they're creating is what we uh, what we would call gringo tacos, okay, uh, with lettuce and tomatoes and ground beef and all that. Uh, now, Jorge Briones texts me that he he was taking exception just to ground beef on tacos. Now, that is that is an anglicized thing. I don't think there's any question about that. Really, it's not a Taco Bell thing. Yeah, yeah. What's that? It's not a Taco Bell thing. It's a it's an anglicized thing. Right. Ta- well, Taco Bell is anglicized. You know, oh. it's it's a spin on it. You know. Um, but it is interesting. Like, and again, I am not bashing Taco Bell. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, it has its place. You know, when you live in a city like this, I prefer, you know, other spots. But again, I mean, listen, I can't, I can't say I know about ketchup on a taco. I've never had it. I'm more of a tapatio on a taco kind of guy. Even homemade tacos. Tapatio? Si, muy bien. No good? It's no bueno? I mean... Tapatio no good? I like tapatio, but on a taco, you need salsa, like homemade salsa. Like yeah, get don't. like, you, why, you go hot sauce on a taco? Yeah, 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 I'm a hot sauce guy. I mean, I might as well be a ketchup guy. Tapatio and ketchup are like first cousins, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go to that extent, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, looks excessive, yeah. Yeah, I just, I think there's different type of salsas that you put for different types of cuisine, and tapatio is not the one for a taco. Yeah. Uh, so Briones just texted me. These are real tacos. Carnitas with a Mexican Coke. Now, if you can get yourself a Mexican Coke, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a different Mexican story Mexican Coke's right a very different deal. A lot totally of sugar. different deal. Yeah. Very sweet. Very good. Yeah. I don't drink soda anymore. Me um, either. But, but if someone put a Mexican Coke in front of me, even a Mexican Pepsi, I'd be in. I'd take a couple sips. I you sound honest. like the guy from the Dos Equis commercial. You know, I don't always drink beer, but when I do, you're like, I don't drink soda at all but when i do i mean it's, it's a, a different coca-cola de mexico Lindsay, have you had a uh, coca-cola from mexico yet or no no definitely not oh, where do you so find yeah. those i well i mean you got to know the right places i you know? will bring you one there you go tomorrow okay. i will we have the right it. people that know the right places here yeah yeah superior Vallarta, Northgate. Then, yeah. i got you you got to get them straight from uh you know imported is what you got to get them from you know in saying? a glass bottle correct um, all right, let's go to the phones here. We got people who want to chime in on all these discussions that we've been having, whether it's food or the Dodgers or whatever. Let's go to Michael in Laguna Hills. Michael, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing today? Yo hey. yo yo. Hey guys, I I, uh, I got to go in on this white pizza. The uh, the best white pizza is definitely got the olive oil, the garlic, the four oh. cheese from Maggio. Like yeah. the white pizza is where it's at. Okay, now white pizza is different than from just plain old cheese like in mozzarella and tomato sauce or marinara <laughs> sauce or whatever. That's not what I was well, referring to. I love a good white pizza with some olive oil, some basil leaves on them, even if you'd like, um, and, you know, three different cheeses, ricotta on it, right? Like, I love that. That's not what we're talking about. Now, Lindsay, would you be willing to do that? Because that is not traditional cheese pizza. No, I'm not a big fan of the uh, white sauce. Oh. There's no sauce. It's olive oil. Garlic. It's olive oil, right, yeah. Well, if there's no sauce on it, is it really pizza? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll give it a try. There you go. <laughs> try that. One more quick one. One more quick one, guys. What's up with Kyrie Irving not getting the shot? Oh, uh, so it's interesting you mentioned that, Michael, because we were going to get to that, but we could start it now and then get back to the Dodgers. Thank you for the call. So here's that story. Um, so the ownership group and the front office and the, apparently, according to Woj, KD and Harden were in on the decision to tell Kyrie he can't be a part-time player. This also happens, Scott, on the day that 
Michael Jordan, it's reported in Yahoo Sports, uh, says that, you know, of course you got to get the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, what, like I don't even understand why, why you wouldn't. You know, he endorses the NBA's handling of the vaccine, says I'm a right. firm believer in the science. Um, so, and it kind of got me thinking two things about Kyrie. And look, I have not been, I, I am an admirer of Kyrie, the man on the basketball floor. Okay. No one can deny his skills. Um, I, I do, I have had some questions about the way he's handled things way before this. Like I'm talking about going back to his days in Cleveland with LeBron. Um, but you can see why LeBron doesn't mess with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and by the way, the other thing that got me thinking because of the Jordan thing and because of Kyrie's relationship with Kobe, like it got me thinking cap. Could you imagine Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant in their primes with Kyrie Irving as their teammate? In it, with a chance to win a championship and, you know, them saying, like Kyrie saying to one of those two dudes, nah, I'm not going to play because of, of, of the vaccine mandate. Like, I don't think either of those guys is reacting kindly or nicely in that situation. No, I think that both of those guys in your example would say, you know what? You're selfish. Think about the rest of us. Listen, I am not a Kyrie Irving fan. I just, I don't know what it is about him. He just... He's he's too caught up, in my opinion, in other stuff. And to me, listen, I'm not saying you can't be more than a basketball player or a football player or a radio host. You do whatever you want to in life. But you have people that you're responsible to. You have teammates that are counting on you. And to have this attitude of, I'm so against the vaccine that I'm willing to not play our home games. When the NBA said, well, then you're not getting paid. Most of the other guys are like, okay, I'll take it. You got me. Okay. However, I will say this about Kyrie. If he holds true, George, and he doesn't sell out, and I say, I'm putting that in quotes, meaning, hey, he's got a strong opinion. He's completely opposed to putting that in his body. He don't want anybody else telling him what to do. If he holds firm, I will have tremendous respect for him. So, so let me pause for a second, because Clinton Yates has been on these airwaves and on television, on Twitter, saying he doesn't believe that Kyrie's not vaccinated. He believes that Kyrie is just you know, bring like I don't want to put words in his mouth uh, because I want to find the exact words that Clinton Yates has used. But he basically doesn't believe that it's about him being vaccinated. That he actually believes that Kyrie is vaccinated. Okay, um, hmm. and and it's interesting that that has come out or that he has said that because Sham Sharani of the Athletic, this story just dropped moments ago. Okay, within the last. 30 minutes mm -hmm. says multiple sources with direct knowledge of Kyrie Irving's decision have told the athletic that Irving is not anti-vaccine and that his stance is that he's upset that people are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. Oh, come on, man. You know, listen, I understand wanting to change the world, but you're one person and it's going to take time and you protesting again in quotes, you protesting, by saying, I'm not going to play in half of our games. Listen, have your political opinions. It's all good. Everybody should have their own, okay? But you have a team, okay? And, and I'm a, my mentality is I'm a team guy. And, and if I'm on a team and there's 15 guys on the team and I'm the one guy that's not going to play in half of our games this season, I'm letting down the team. I don't care about politics. I don't care about science right now. I care about team. And it's annoying to me. And I'm sure it's annoying to Kevin Durant, to James Harden, to Joseph Tsai, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, maybe the NBA because we're even talking about this kind of stuff. Dude, are you a team guy 
or are you a selfish individual guy? So here's what I would add, okay, is that Kyrie Irving has taken vaccines all his life to be eligible to play sports, to go to school. And this particular vaccine, you can disagree with whatever you want, but the facts are, and you can, you know, like the facts are this. The Center of Disease Control and the American Medical Association and the Food and Drug Administration have clearly now cleared this vaccine as safe and effective. Well, so I understand there are people that are anti-vaccine when it comes to measles with their kids and all that stuff. I get it. Okay. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. What I'm just telling you is that this notion that this is that that this is controlling no it is a medical emergency yeah so well, I, I don't want to get Michael too Jordan. far down that path yeah. but it is a medical emergency in a once in a lifetime situation yeah okay I and applaud Michael for the Jordan. greater good we're all a team right yeah. we're right. all a team for the for greater good of society that's what people are doing by the way if you go to countries like Spain uh, where they're 81 percent vaccinated they're getting back to normal life. Here, we only have about 56%. We're not getting back to normal life. There's still plenty of mandates in place uh, wow. because of that. So, you know, I, I, am, I, I don't want to sit here and try to preach to people. I'm not trying to do that. So please don't take it that way. And I know we got to go to break. But it's just, man. like Annoying. It's, we've gotten to the point where you're just, you're, you're, you feel that your knowledge, based off what you've read, on the internet, which may or not be verified or seen on the internet that may or may not be verified. And I understand that people practice medicine and practice science, but this thing has been tested by the greatest scientists in the world. The ingenuity of the world came together to make this thing work. So, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you what to do, but this, this, this perception that this is some sort of controlling application for society, I feel like is too far off the deep end for me. Yeah, That's just well, my personal Cheers stance. to Michael Jordan for actually taking a stand, and I realize he's an NBA owner, and he wants to be in line with the NBA, but most of us grew up idolizing Michael Jordan, including the players in the NBA even now, and for him to actually say something, which is what the criticism always was, that he never really said anything, he never was a community leader as a player, I applaud Michael Jordan for saying what he said today. All right, we're way over the break. We're going to come back in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. We've got a full board of calls on food, on do you only eat cheese pizza? Do you put ketchup on your tacos? Um, there's a cultural divide there. I mean, look, we're talking about a lot of division, right? But let's talk about division that's fun, which is uh, tacos and ketchup on them. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, Pete Carroll, by the way, with some interesting words about the USC opening. And I want to put a bow on this John Gruden situation uh, in the sense of, there's a situation now for the Raiders that they're going to have to think about moving forward. We'll explain what that means coming up. We're back in two minutes and 45 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I will try anything. I'm not uh, against trying the ketchup. I do think it's gross, like on the surface. Um, first of all, ketchup is not even like a great condiment if we're really thinking about it. Is it? I know it's popular, but is it actually good? Yeah. I, I use less ketchup today than I ever have before, although there was a time in my life where I was very committed to ketchup. Not as much anymore today. In fact, I might replace ketchup even with something like ranch dressing. I prefer mustard over ketchup. Anybody ever put yellow mustard on a slice of cheese well, pizza? F- no, not that. Ew. Let's not get crazy. Delicious. Mm. Yeah. I, I would say, but here's what mustard has. Variation. Meaning you can go with yellow mustard, golden mustard, Dijon mustard. Are you saying a variation yeah, of mustard? spicy brown mustard. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different kinds of mustards. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what is your biggest fear? Let's start, let's start with the ladies here. Ladies first. Lindsay, National Face Your Fear Day. What is it? Other, it's, hopefully it's not cheese pizza or just pizza without cheese on it. I mean, this whole thing about me only liking cheese pizza, now, now turning into a fear, a little over the top, but <laughs> not a big fan of heights. Heights. I am pretty, uh, you know what? I'm with you on that one. I don't love heights. I'm not jumping out of a plane. I don't care how many times the dude has jumped out of the plane with you um, or he's done it before. That's cool, bro. Like, I'm not tempting fate. Like, I'm good with that. So I'm with you. Heights is mine as well. I would jump out of a plane. I just get really freaked out when I'm really high up for like long periods of time. Like on a balcony? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Like bridges, driving over really tall bridges freaks me out. Mm. Oh, see, no, I've never had a bridges thing. But like a balcony... You know, where it's like way high up there. You're talking oh, yeah. like 30, 40, 50 floors. Yeah, and it's I would like, oh, not okay, go no. outside. Nope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd go, but I'm staying away from the edge. Because you, know? <laughs> you look know. at it and you're like, I could legitimately fall off of this thing. Yeah. No, you know? I don't want to get close to the edge. I'm yeah. good on being on the balcony. It's just like the edge part where I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm safe over here. Yeah. Heights Near, can freak closer you out. to the door. Yeah. yeah. I think I told you, George, about the time that I jumped off the stratosphere in Las Vegas. I was losing my mind as I was standing on that little diving board. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, looking down, I'm going to be splattered on the earth. But I had no choice. I had to yeah. pay off a But what is so your fear, though? Was that, a, was that a fear you overcame? Um, I overcame it that day. I don't know that it's like my biggest fear. Wait a second. You, you said ladies first. So we got Lindsay's height. Oh, so, but you I mean you jumped in. So I figured I'd, well, you know, so I'd I'm, ask I'm you. with you. I'm with you on height as well. Okay, what is Laura's deal? Lauda? I used to be afraid of heights um, until I went to like the Space Needle in Seattle and a few other buildings that you can go in Chicago. You can go and you like oversee the city or whatever. Oh, yeah. There's that place in Chicago with well, the, like the Sears floor. Tower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So after that, I was like, whatever. I hate bugs. Like, I will be the one that's screaming if there's, like, a bee around me or if I see a spider or, like, those big water roaches or whatever. I'm that, like, eh, get away from me. Like that. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because I was watching KTLA the other day, and they were doing this segment of the reporter. (laughs) She was out on, like, I don't know, in Burbank somewhere or whatever, and they were talking about mosquitoes. Um, because of, uh, you know, it had been wet for five minutes here in L.A., and there was still water on the ground. And I'm like, 
You guys have no clue what mosquitoes are really Goodness. like around here, okay? Mm-hmm. We do. You merely adopted mosquitoes for a moment here and mm-hmm. there. I was born with mosquitoes, okay? <laughs> Attached to my body, basically. Like, what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about it's so unusual anywhere in Southern California that mosquitoes show up that when they do, you're like, what the hell, man? What's going on here? There's no, like right, no mosquitoes out here. Like none. Right. No, no Laura, there no, are not. No, you don't Lindsay's know. right. Let me get in. You guys want to rip ankles. on me about pizza. Let me tell you. You want to talk about mosquitoes? Okay, mosquitoes in like Florida, anywhere where yes. there's humidity. Yeah. yeah. Northeast yeah. Ohio, they're everywhere. As soon as yeah. I got off the plane, I was covered in them. I looked like a chicken pox. Yeah. Yeah. That you... You guys here, you get mosquitoes maybe for like a couple of days. And then the weather gets and cooler and it's gone. And they're nasty. We don't like gone. them. I hate the little, little tiny ones that bite your ankles. Because yep. the I'm bigger you. ones, you know, you can kind of like shoosh them off with your hand. But the little tiny ones that you just like feel the little thing. And I'm like, what the? We don't like them. We might not have them like Miami and all these other places that are very humid. But you know what? This is why we pay high prices. So we don't have none of those nasty little bugs running around. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's once, like once a year. Yeah, and then once they bite you and you scratch the living hell out of your skin, and then the next thing you know, you got a scab, and then you start picking at it, and then you're bleeding. Is that only me, or does everybody do that? No, that's you, bro. That's okay. you, bro. Oh, yeah, you're always it. extra. Yeah. Jesse and Arlita. Jesse, what do you got? What's up, fellas? Hey, before I get into that conversation of the tacos, um, Lindsay, you want to try a, a really – um, effing good pizza. Go to Elios in Silver Lake. Google it. You'll love it. I bl- I guarantee it. Okay, okay. I'll write there down. Elios. Yeah, it just sure. sounds good. Uh, just the name. Oh my God, By the way, one of my uh, it's amazing. Sh- shout out to one of to my uh, to Silver Lake. My one of my favorite restaurants, El Cochinito in Silver Lake. Oh, El Cochinito. I've been there. It's delicious, delicious. Yes. Yeah. All right. So look, you guys are kind of generalizing the taco to like one taco. First of all, that hard shell taco you guys are talking about. It comes from the Southwest, so it's like a Taco Bell-style taco. And that's not even a taco. We don't even consider that. Like, us Mexicans don't consider that a taco at all. That's right. just, like, a whatever. Like, we don't even consider it a taco. That's a gringo taco. Catch... Yeah, it's a gringo taco. But we don't call it gringo tacos. We just don't call it a taco. It's like, oh, you want to go to Taco Bell? Okay, let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> you don't even acknowledge yeah, it. it. I love it. Okay. We don't. We don't. And watch. So, look. So, basically, there's a, a few style, uh, different style tacos. You got, like, the, the like, 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 Sedano, you said... The, the taco truck style taco, that's a different style taco. Yeah. So you have you have Rambo's tacos, you have La Estrella in um in uh on York. Oh man, then you have Leo's tacos, then you have El Tauro. Oh man, you haven't even tasted anything yet, dude. You gotta go to those first. Then you have that street style taco where like a la brasa, like they have it with the el carbon, they have the tarps, they have the lights, that's a street style taco. You can't compare that one to the to the taco truck taco. Then you have the rest, the fast food kind of restaurant style taco, like King Taco, El Gavilan, Taco yeah, El Gavilan, yeah. Rincon Taco. Laura, Laura is anti-King Taco. She's made it very yeah, clear. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a different style taco. So, like, yeah. when, when when you want to, like, compare the, all of them, you, you can't because it's that's the one with the street style taco, the one they do at Carbon and all that stuff, it's, it's a whole completely different flavor than the one like King Taco, El Gavilan, Taurino and, and those other ones. But, I mean, that's 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 pretty much okay. how you should generalize each taco. Yeah. Okay, Jesse. Thank you, brother. Good Appreciate breakdown it. Like right the, there, Jesse. That's a solid genres. piece of work right there by yeah. you, pal. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's break. Uh, on the other side, we will continue this. I know there's a full board at 877-710-ESPN. I want his fear. Uh, what is your biggest fear? 
on National Fear Day. Face your fear day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it mosquitoes like Laura? Is it heights? (laughs) Uh, Feel free to add what you'd like about the taco discussion. Or if you only eat cheese pizza like Lindsay, 877-710-ESPN. And if you're afraid, uh, speaking of fears, of what can happen to the Dodgers tonight and what your fears are there, 877-710-3776. We'll be back in a couple moments. I didn't didn't pay off the Raiders, tease. We will do that on the other side. What the Raiders need to be thinking moving forward here. We'll get to that in a moment. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, it really was a great theme song. Those were the air. That was still like the era where we had theme songs for TV shows. Right. We don't really well, have those anymore. Yeah, I don't really watch any TV shows anymore. I mean, I literally cannot think of one television show that I watch on network TV. In fact, even well, today... Well, no, but, it, I mean, you still watch TV. You just watch it on streaming applications. Right, but, it's like, for example... Yeah, but, like, okay, here's an example. Like, you got me last week. You know, you put this in my head last week about Squid Game, yeah. right? I'm, I'm two episodes into Squid Game, and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it all to unravel and show me why this show has gone completely viral worldwide. I'm two episodes in. First episode, okay, you got me. Second episode, I'm like, is something going to happen here? So now I'm going into episode three, and I'm, I'm still willing to give it a shot. Okay. I don't know about a theme song for that show. Yeah, definitely not a theme song for the show, I would mm-hmm. say. But it is one of those deals where you, um, you know, the, back in the 80s and 90s and before then, I mean, that theme song, if you didn't have a theme song, like, you, you didn't have a show. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you needed that to go accompany the show each and every day. Well, think uh, about how many great theme songs. Like, for example, my favorite sitcom of all time is The Jeffersons. Well, the moving, moving on, on up. up. Right. You know, you we talked about Cheers last week. Everybody knows the song to Cheers. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. certain songs, certain uh, shows and songs are just synonymous and you remember them. There you go. Linz, do you believe the theme song could work again? It depends. You know, it's funny you play the, the cheer song. When I went to see the Chappelle documentary debut the other day, he sang the Cheers theme song. Chappelle at the beginning did? of it. Yeah, him and Jeff Ross, and there was just like a you know, it was weird. There was a weird. There was a lot going on that night. So yeah, trying to bring the theme song back, I guess. Jeff Ross. There you go. I like Jeff Ross. He's I don't, good. I don't think he's very yeah. good. Hey, I, I want to uh, you know, as we digress here, like I don't you know, there's no easy transition to this. So yesterday during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all this John Gruden stuff broke, right? Um, and I, again, there was no easy way to make this transition, but I wasn't going to tease this for a third time and not yeah. get to it. Let's jump, to, um, let's jump in on it. So let me ask you this. Do we have the Keyshawn sound available? Because, look, Key has a firsthand account of how this man works. And for years, Key was looked at as a guy who had sour grapes, okay? Um but he was a guy that had a run-in with Gruden, and it wasn't pleasant. And he was blamed for a lot of things that weren't necessarily all his fault. And I, I, he went off, he went off on him this morning. So let me know when that sound is available, because I, I think that Key has been, and I say this like in in a complimentary way. He has been holding back for 20 years 
on John Gruden in in some way, shape, or form because he said his piece very early on in when that all went down in 2002 with him and Gruden in Tampa, and then kind of left it alone for the most part. He'd make some you know jokes here and there in the time that I've known him, but I feel like he got a lot off his chest today, and I want people to listen to it. I didn't know that that John would say things like that and and put them in an email. He just always been a fraud to me. He just always been a fraud to me. Never, never from day one, he's been a used car salesman. And people bought it because he inherited a championship team built by Tony Dungy and Rich McKay. And he came in there with a little bit of different energy that we had with Tony. And it kind of kicked us over the top to get our world championship, which I am grateful for. But at the same time, I also saw through who he was through that journey of getting a championship. The year that, think about it. We won the championship and we're standing on the podium in the Super Bowl. And the general manager is trying to raise the trophy. And the head coach takes the trophy from him. Basically says, give me this. This belongs to me. And like all of that, when you're paying attention, and then the next year, the general manager leaves in the middle of the season because he doesn't want to deal with all the shenanigans that was going on. He leave, Think about this, though, Jay and Max. He leaves in the middle. Rich McKay left in the middle of the season to go take another job with another team because he didn't want to be around this guy. So, look, I think that John Gruden um... – Certainly was a guy that, if you look at his career record, you know, Scott, I know he had a, a stint early in his career with the Raiders that was successful, but, you know, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, both on the field, he was a little bit of a dinosaur. I know there was some evolution this past season uh, offensively, but clearly also a dinosaur personally. And I think that's kind of what Key's point was there. Well, George, let me make a comment about Gruden because we had this conversation yesterday and I really want to jump into this. So I'm going to just jump right in. Here goes. Keyshawn says he was a used car salesman and we all bought it. He's right. He's exactly 100% right. From the time Gruden got the Raiders job, people started calling him Chucky and they started laughing about the faces that he makes on the sideline. And then their, their reputation, he gets there at three in the morning. He doesn't leave till midnight. He'll sleep on a couch in his office, et cetera, et cetera. We all bought the Gruden thing, hook, line, and sinker. And then after he won a Super Bowl with Buccaneers, like Keyshawn's talking about, what happened to his career? He went into television. And ESPN pumped him and pushed him and they highlighted him. And the more they did, the more we bought it. The more he had the Gruden quarterback academy or whatever, and he's interviewing all these first round draft choice quarterbacks, people ate it up. They loved it. He was a character. It got so big that he started to endorse products, Corona, Skechers, etc. By the way, um, those companies are ending their affiliation with John Gruden now. In the final analysis for me, George, John Gruden said some stuff that if it was just about DeMora Smith, you might go, okay, you know what? He apologized. It was stupid. But then, as I said to you yesterday, what did he say about the commissioner? And once you start to hear what he said about the commissioner and then you start putting two and two together, you're like, the NFL cannot have this guy in their league. He's got a gay player on his roster. 
He's got a bunch of black players, obviously, on his roster. And you can't have somebody who's in a position of leadership like this who's being outed over these emails. And really, honestly, you're a moron. You're dumb. If you put this in writing and you send it, you're an ESPN employee covering Monday Night Football and you send it to a team president at his club email address, you're stupid, man. Do you not Have you not heard of something called the cloud? I don't know what it is, but I know it exists. Seriously, that's just dumb. And it's just, it, it really is an amazing story how two weeks ago, the Raiders were 3-0 and and the toast of the NFL. Two weeks later, they're a freaking disaster of a franchise. Let, let, me, let me jump in here real quick and just say this, though. Um, you know, we touched on this briefly yesterday as the story was prominent, right? And breaking in the middle of the show. Um, whether you bought his ridiculous denial about DeMorris Smith or not, there was at least, at the very least, plausible deniability, right? Like, you could sit there and say, you know, like, I, I rolled my eyes at it as we discussed it yesterday. I've never heard anyone use the, f- the phrase rubber lips for someone being called a liar. I've never in my life heard that, okay? And I've been around a lot of different places. I've, I've, I've lived in a lot of different parts of the country. I have never heard anyone use that phrase in my life for that, okay? Um, but once the story broke yesterday and the stuff that, you know, he called Goodell, the homophobic slur, and the misogynistic stuff that he said about, uh, you know, in reference to Roger Goodell and then beyond that, right? Like there was way more stuff about the cheerleaders and, and the female referees and Michael Sam and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, as you pointed out, it was over. The, the weird part about this now is that the NFL Players Association, we're getting a little in the weeds and we got, we got a break here momentarily, but um, they want this wash. The reason this even came out is because, remember, they were investigating the Washington football team and the, right. all the issues going on with Daniel Snyder in that mm-hmm. group. Yeah. So now the league is saying they are not divulging more information about the investigation and everyone else is like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing that. You're not doing the burn the tapes like you did with the Spygate stuff. Right. This is way more serious than that. Yeah, you're not and protecting I be- the owner uh, as one of the good old boys. No way, man. Correct. And the reason I think they're doing this because there's got to be more stuff in there that's uglier. Of is course. my Is my guess on that. So I, I'm too. curious to see how that particular fight goes because I don't think it's over with John Gruden. But uh, we have more on the Raiders and what they do now moving forward. We'll do that next hour. Uh, I want to get to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll with some strong words about SC. We'll get to that in a second. 